This podcast is brought to you by The City Church in Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, please visit thecitychurch.ca. We hope you are encouraged by this message from our lead pastor, Frank Coulter. Again, every Sunday in my life would be wonderful, but you can't. You can't go back. You can only live, only live in a forward direction. We can't go back to the past. God doesn't want us to live in the past. He actually wants us to move forward in our lives. And once again, we can always just glorify the past and think the past is better. This last week, um, you know, how many of you enjoyed this last week celebrating food? And did anybody eat too much this last week? Maybe a little bit too much. And then so, you know, we're going to start exercising tomorrow, right? Uh, we're going to start eating healthy tomorrow, right? All right. My wife says so. All right. So uh, I was in the mall this last week and there was a lady in front of me and she was having a problem with her iPhone and she was in, uh, in this specific store and they don't necessarily uh, sell iPhones in the store that we were, we're good. We, she has, we don't, this store that I was in doesn't necessarily sell um, iPhones, but she went up to the, the cash register and the person, and the person says, oh, you know, we don't, we don't have any iPhones. She's like, well, I was at this store and they don't have any. I went to this store and they don't have any. He's like, well, you know, we did just come out of the Christmas season. A lot of people were buying phones. And, and she said this phrase, and I, and I live in Milton, and she's like, well, it's not the Milton of 20 years ago. In other words, we could get an iPhone 20 years ago. Well, we couldn't actually because iPhones didn't exist 20 years ago. But what she was trying to say was Milton was better back in the day when you could just buy anything you want anytime because there wasn't so many people living in the town of Milton. But see, all of life can be like this. We can sort of make the past better than it actually was. And we can sort of glorify the past depending on how our past was or is, how we think about it today. You know, I have some friends um, who I follow on Instagram. And, you know, I had one person post the other day. It was like, you know, good riddance to 2017, blah, blah, blah. This happened and I'm, you know, whatever. I hated 2017. And then someone else was like, 2017, the best year ever. And some, we're somewhere in there where it was either the worst year or the best year, somewhere in between. Regardless of how our 2017 was, 2018 starts tomorrow. And we can live a certain way in 2018. There's going to be a lot of different things going on. In 2018, there's going to be some things come our way because we live in a broken world and the devil's still out there. Some things that we don't want, some things that we don't choose. But there are some things that we can choose to make 2018 good. There are certain attitudes that we can take with us. There are certain um, actions that we can take. There are certain words that we can say from our part that we can make 2018 as good as it can be. And don't we want to do that? Don't we want to do, make 2018 as good as it can be? But you know what's going to happen in 2018? There's going to be uh, a lot of different things go on in 2018. Probably a lot of the similar things that went on in 2017 and 2016 and the year before that. There's going to be economic issues. There's going to be political issues. There's going to be stuff in the Middle East. There's going to be stuff in North Korea. And there's going to be stuff in Canada and the States. And all of these different things going on in and the world that we live in. But regardless of what goes on around us, that we can make some choices in our lives to go forward in a positive way with a positive mentality into 2018. And Jesus actually wants us to do this. So we're going to look at some scriptures here. We're going to read the words of Jesus, and he's going to help us to move into 2018. So let's turn in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. 
Matthew chapter 6, very famous portion of scripture, part of the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus is going to be speaking to us here. You know, one thing for sure also that we know about 2018, just like every other year that we've lived, that there's change coming in 2018. Do we all realize this? That this year won't be the same as last year. So we all need to, in our lives, embrace change. Things aren't going to be the same. We can't replicate last year and do it all over again this year. That things are going to be changing in 2018. And how we want to think about change is that we want to get out in front of change. That we want to lead change and lead it with God. We want to create the future that God has for us. We want to do it with him. See, God says that we are fellow servants with him, that we are God's garden, and he wants to do things in us and through us, that he is creating our future with him, that he's partnering with us. So the change that's coming our way in 2018, we want to do it with him. We just don't want to think, oh, I'm going to resist change. I'm going to hold back. I'm not going to do anything new. No, God wants us to change, and he wants us to change with him. Let's read what Jesus says to us here in Matthew Chapter 6, verse 25, it says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about 2018. I had a Bible school instructor, and one of the things that he said to us, he said, is don't worry about the things that you can do something about because you can do something about them. And don't worry about the things that you can't do anything about Because you can't do anything about them. In other words, don't worry. It's a waste of our lives to worry. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about 2018. So if we're not going to worry about 2018, what are we going to do? We're going to put our trust in God for 2018. We're going to believe God for what he has for us in 2018. Not just believe that God is there. Not just uh, believe in him, that he's God. But put our trust in him for our lives. I'm not going to worry about 2018, but what am I going to do? I'm going to trust God in 2018. So I'm not going to worry because the things that I can do something about, I'm going to do something. I'm going to take action. And the things that I can't do anything about, just not going to worry about them. So I'm not going to waste my year on worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat, what you will drink, about your body, what you will wear, is not life more than food and body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Jesus is talking to us, and he wants us to see God as a father. And what what do fathers do? What do good fathers do? Good fathers provide for their children. Good fathers provide for their families. And this is how God, this is how Jesus is teaching us to see God. That God is going to make provision for us in our lives. Look at this and look at that. Hey, you know, God loves you and cares about you and he is your father. Verse 27, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Can we cause our lives to be longer by worrying, by being anxious about the future? See, when we think about worry, uh, that's, that's a big idea as it relates to worry. Worry is sort of anxiousness, being afraid of the future. There's, there's some unknowns about the future. See, we, we have some clarity about 2017. We can just go to our Instagram and see what happened in 2017. It's clear. 2018 is a little bit fuzzy. We don't actually know what's going to happen in our lives. So what we, 
what could we do? Potentially, we could worry. We could be anxious. We could be afraid. But Jesus is telling us worry is a waste of our time. Worry doesn't change our tomorrow, and it robs our today of any joy. Why? Because worry doesn't actually affect anything. Worry doesn't make our life longer, and it wastes our days. Verse 28. And why do you worry about your clothes? See how... Tell him I said hello. See how the flowers of the field grow and tell him Happy New Year. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow was thrown into the fire, how much more will not would he clothe you, O you of little faith? So here Jesus is talking about very practical things in our lives. Food we eat, clothes we wear. The necessities of life, somebody could say. Here, Jesus is talking about, in very practical terms that God wants to provide all of these things that you need in your life. In this season of your life, right now, what's going on in your circumstances, God wants to provide what you need. This is good news for us. That he is our father. That Jesus is helping us to understand what God is like. And then he says, verse 31, so do not worry. He's reiterating it for a third time. Why? Because we worry a lot. And we can be anxious a lot about the future. What about this? And what about that? What about what's going to happen? And I'm afraid of this. And this is what Jesus is addressing here in this verse. He says, do not worry saying, what shall we eat? What exposes our worry? What exposes our worry is what we're saying. What are we going to do here? What are we going to eat there? What am I going to wear? What is going to happen in this situation? And ultimately, the answer is, we don't necessarily know. But what we do know is that we can put our trust in God. See, there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes down in 2018. And we might not know what to do in that specific given moment when the circumstances come our way. But what we don't want to do is this. Don't worry saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? The previous verse, Jesus said, you of little faith. See, our our worry is exposed in our words. But also our faith can show up in the words that we say. Something comes up and you don't know what to do in that moment. Instead of speaking worry-filled words, what are we going to say? Well, I'm going to put my trust in God. I might not know what to do in this moment, but I know God will show me. I know God will lead me. I know God will help me with this situation in this circumstances. So one thing for sure that can be true about our 2018 is that we can worry less and we can put our faith in God. Instead of speaking words of worry, I'm going to speak words of faith. Words that actually expose my heart. And ultimately, what's down deep in my heart is trust in God. And God, I trust you. I'm not sure right now what to do, but I put my trust in you. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to be anxious. It's not going to lengthen my days. You told me not to worry about my life. You told me not to say these worry-filled words. So I'm going to put my trust in you instead. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Very practical things. 
Verse 32, for the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. Pagans just means people who don't have a covenant with God, don't have a relationship with God. So that's not us. We're the ones that actually have a relationship with God. So we shouldn't be speaking like this and we shouldn't just be seeking after things, not just going after things. Our heavenly father knows that we need these things. So what should we be doing instead? We shouldn't be worrying. Three times Jesus told us not to worry. Verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and has his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about 2018. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And we know that that is true. So at the end of this, Jesus says to us, seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things, the place of God's rule in my life. We don't know exactly what the circumstances are going to be in 2018. We don't know exactly what's going to happen in the economy. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with North Korea and the Middle East. But what we do know is that every day in 2018, we can seek the ways of God. We can actually submit to the Lordship of Christ in our lives. Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. He's our Lord. In other words, that he's in charge of our lives. We want to submit ourselves to his ways, his thoughts, his plans, his purposes for me. That I would seek after that. And then what would happen? God adds all of these things that I need. I'm not going to seek after things. Because that's what, that's what the pagans do. People who don't have a relationship with God. I seek after God. And that add, God adds all of these things. See, somebody said it like this. If we seek after earth, we actually get nothing. But if we seek after heaven, we get heaven and we get earth thrown in. All the things that we need in the life that we live. We seek after God. We seek after his ways. Every day we can get up. God, I'm going to seek after your ways today. I'm not just going to go after stuff. But when I seek after you, you add to my life what I need. You are my father. You provide for me. God provides what I need for my life. And we've got to quit looking at people to provide for us. That we put our trust in God. He is the ultimate provider in our lives. God, I'm going to seek after you. I'm going to seek after your kingdom for your plans and purposes for my life. We're going to look uh, into the book of Joshua. Let's turn over to Joshua chapter 1. Now, this is the time um, in the children of Israel. This is sort of, uh, we're going to read a little bit about jo- uh, Joshua. Joshua was a servant to Moses. Now, Moses is very famous. We all know who Moses is, that he brought the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. He took them through the Red Sea. Uh, we, we you know all the plagues and all the miracles that went on uh, surrounding Moses' life. And we're here at this time uh, in the history of children of Israel that we're just about to go into the promised land. Moses wasn't able to take the children of Israel into the promised land because of disobedience. So they had been wandering in the desert for 40 years. And Joshua, who was Moses' servant, he was there and he's taking over from Moses. Can you think about that for a second? Taking over from Moses. I mean, Moses, people. Charlton Heston. Come on. That you got to take over for this guy who everybody's going to know. The Ten Commandments is like famous for bringing the law. And then Joshua, everybody's clear on who Moses is. 
But then you're Joshua. You were just like Moses' servant helper guy. And we're really clear, uh, Joshua, who Moses is and what Moses has accomplished. But you as a leader, man, things are a little bit fuzzy now. We're not sure about the future. We're clear on the past. We're well-versed in the past. We're well-versed in the miracles of the past. But here, Joshua, the new leader, God is speaking to him, and God is going to inspire them and challenge them to go into the promised land. What is the promised land? The promised land is God's preferred future for us. So we have a promised land in our lives, and it's all different for each one of us. Because God has different plans and purposes for us in our life and our specific circumstance and season. And so God wants to show us in 2018 where he wants us to move. We shouldn't be stagnating, staying the same, staying in the same place with our attitudes and our actions and our words. In 2018, we should move into the future that God has for us. What is the promised land that God has for us? And then, more importantly, how are we going to get there? God speaks to Joshua and tells him about going in to the promised land. Joshua 1 verse 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, that's it. Moses, and he said, like, this is what, this is God's eulogy for Moses. Moses is dead. Okay, let's go on. The past is over. Now, then, the past is not coming back. We can't relive it. We can't go back to the glory days. We can't wish it back. Moses is dead. God says to Joshua, okay, now there's something for you to do, Joshua. In a few hours, 2017 will be dead. 2018 will be here. Depending on how courageous you are, you'll be awake or asleep. 2018 will be here and God will say to us, okay, now then, it's all over. Past is gone. Even if you had an amazing 2017, the most successful year ever, it's over. God is saying to us, okay, now then there's something for us to do. Let's continue reading. Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all the people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I have promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite countries to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So what do we think about 2018? This is what we should think about 2018. There's going to be some things, or there has been some things, maybe in your life, that you felt feel like have been holding you back. You may be hitting a wall. But what God says to Joshua, you know, they had been waiting, waiting to go into the promised land. They're on the precipice of what God has for them. 
And he says to them, no one is going to be able to stop you. Things aren't going to be able to stop us. This needs to be our attitude. Why? What does he say? Because I was with Moses, but I'm going to be with you the same way. Any amazing miracle that you can think about or any, you know, famous preacher or famous Christian that you know that God did something for them and God was with them. Listen, they're not a big deal. God is a big deal and God is with you just like he was with them. Joshua is saying, no one, God is saying to Joshua, no one is going to be able, nothing is going to be able to stop you because I am with you just like I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Verse 6, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. I don't know exactly what's going to happen in your 2018, but I know that this is what God is calling us to do as we move into the preferred future that God has for us. What are we going to do? What is God calling us to do? Be strong and courageous. Which is the opposite of worry. Anxious and afraid. What is God saying to us? That we're going to be strong and courageous. That God is calling us to be strong. So no matter what it looks like, no matter how we're getting blocked, no matter what's going in, no matter how difficult the promised land looks to move into, what is God saying to us? Be strong and courageous. And this verse is going to read the same every day in 2018. As we move into the promised land that God has for us, what is he telling us to do? Be strong and courageous. Don't worry. Don't fret. Don't be anxious. I'm going with you. Be strong and courageous. He says it to him twice. Verse 7, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. And do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful everywhere you go. How many of you like that word successful? You know that God desires this for our lives? God desires for us to be successful in our lives, but he tells us something before the word successful, that we would be focusing on his word. It's the same idea for Matthew chapter 6. That we would be seeking after the kingdom of God, seeking after God's way. See, my job is to do my part. I'm going to have faith in God. I'm going to put trust in God. I'm going to seek after God's ways, seek after his kingdom, do the part that I know to do. And then God is going to do the God part. I can't worry about how God is going to do God's part. Hey, God, let me just tell you, if I were you, let me tell you what I would do. No, we'll leave that part up to God. Our part is to do the things we know to do and do the things he's telling us to do. So what are we going to do? We're going to be strong and courageous moving into 2018. God has a promised land for us to walk into. He has something for us in this specific season of life. Your best seasons are not in your past. They just aren't. And if any, if any, if this could be true of anyone, it could have been Moses. You know, God could have said to Joshua, you know, Joshua, just forget it. Moses is Moses. You're just Joshua. 
Ten Commandments, Joshua, sorry. (laughs) No, the past is not better than the future. The past is not uh, going backward or trying to go backward is not better than going forward. God wants us to go forward. So I'm going to be strong and I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to move into the future that God has for me. Verse 8, keep this book of the law on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you would be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do you see the repetition? What does he keep telling him? Be strong and courageous. So, so what do we need to do in 2018? Be strong and courageous. Well, you know, it's really not my disposition. I'm kind of introverted. I'm not sure. And, you know, a couple years ago, it was just so wonderful. Nope. We can't go back. We can't go back. We have to go forward. God is calling us forward. Don't stall your life by looking in the rear view mirror. God is calling us forward. But what, what, what's true about the future? Well, there's a little bit of an unknown. It's not clear. But what is clear is that we can trust God. What is clear that he's calling us to be strong and courageous right now in this season. In this season where it's hard. In this season where you're not actually in the promised land. In this season where you aren't where you think you should be. What is God telling us? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officials of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, we will cross the Jordan here and go in and take possession of the land. Your Lord, your God, will give, is giving you for your own. Verse 11, what did he say? So they're going into the promised land. And what does he tell them to tell the people? Get ready. See, God's part is God's part. Our part is to get ready. Uh, you know, single people, if you're single and you're happy being single, awesome. The, the New Testament celebrates singleness. But if you're single and you got, you want to get married, here's what you need to do. Get ready. You need to get ready. I don't mean get your list ready. Your list of 50 things that your spouse needs to do and look like and accomplish and all of that. I've got 50 things. 2018, I'm going to add 51. That's not getting ready. Getting yourself ready. Not preparing the list. If Mr. or Mrs. Wright showed up tomorrow, are you ready? Guys, if Mrs. Wright showed up tomorrow, do you have a job? Come on now. As speaking from a dad with daughters, if you show up at my door and you'd be like, I don't have a job, but I'm thinking about it. I mean, like, don't come in my house. I don't want anybody in my house for a while anyway. I'm just saying, one day. <laughs> but what is Joshua saying? Get ready. What do I got to do to get ready? If you want a job, if you want a promotion, but you're, you know, you don't have the education to get the promotion, don't just pray. Go to school. 
get ready and make preparation. One of the things that you have to do in 2018 to get ready for what you see in your future that God has for you. Don't just wait. God is telling us, be strong, be courageous. Do some things that make actually maybe are a little bit uncomfortable to you, something new to you. And then get ready, get prepared. Why? Because God has a promised land for you to walk in. Are you with me this morning? You're not God's forgotten child. God has a promised land for you. It's going to be different for all of us, but there's going to be some things that are consistent to get us in to the promised land. Meditate on his word day and night. Speak some things, not speak our worries, speak our faith. Put our trust in God. Be strong. Be courageous. Get ready. See, there's going to be some things that come our way in 2018 that put pressure on us. Things that we don't choose, circumstances, different stuff, and they put pressure on us. And we, you know, depending on your personality, when pressure comes your way, you're, you either can perform or you, you know, cower into a corner. But either way, you're reacting or you're responding to stuff that comes your way. But what we need to do a little bit in 2018 is put pressure on ourselves. What is the goals that I need to set so that I can achieve in 2018 that I'm putting positive pressure on my life to change? God has a promised land for me to walk into. He gives us a vision. He gives us a dream. He paints a picture from his word. So what is the positive change that I'm putting um, in place in my life? And 20, separate from circumstances that I don't want, that's automatic pressure. But what is the pressure that I'm choosing? What is the change that I'm choosing in 2018? You know, we were talking, my wife and I were talking to a family, uh, a little while ago about parenting and stuff like that. And here's the deal for parents. Your oldest child, each day that they age, you've never parented a child that age. So it's brand new every day. And if you have ch- children younger than that oldest child, that those younger children are different than the older child. So you got to throw all that out anyway. And you got to figure out how to parent this child. So every day is a new parenting adventure. Lord, help us. Every day it's something new. I got two teenagers. I'm just telling you. Every day is something new. And now my friend, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Well, we're gonna, we got to trust God because we've got to parent these children. God has given us these children. But what are we going to do? We've got to put pressure on ourselves to be better parents. If you're like, this is it. I've hit my max parenting skills. You're in trouble. You're parenting for the rest of your life. My parents are still giving me advice. Listen, I'm 48 now. My parents are be like, hey, you got to take care of your wife. I'm like, seriously, I'm 48 years old. Put pressure on yourself. Uh, with our finance, we, we should have goal, good goals for our finances in 2018. We should, we should want to get out of debt if we're in debt. How are we going to get out of debt? Well, we got to stop spending money we don't have. Is anybody out there? That's a good goal to set in 2018. So we got to put pressure on ourselves 
not just have circumstances put pressure on us, but put pressure on us by things that we want to achieve, goals that we want to have in our lives. If we, if we feel like we have no purpose, if we're not even enjoying life, we got to put pressure on ourselves to rediscover our purpose. Because God wants us to enjoy life. We should be excited to get up in the morning. Because I know that I have God's purposes for my life. With my family, on the job, wherever I go. That I'm living out God's purposes for my life. And that is exciting. If you are bored with your life, it's not because God is boring. It's because you're boring. You've lost, you know, you've lost your purpose. Well, 2018, who cares? No, let's, let's reignite passion in our lives. Find God's purposes for my life. Live that out every day. I can get up with excitement. It's a day I get to breathe. It's a day I get to live in God's kingdom, in this world. Rediscovering God's purpose for my life. Put pressure on yourself to clarify that. What is that for you right now in this season of life? Makes life so much more enjoyable. Not just enduring life, enduring every day, but enjoying the life that God has given you. Romans chapter 6 verse 4 says this. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. A new life. God wants us to live a new life. You can describe the old one. You've got pictures of the old one. But God is not calling you to live that life. He's calling you to live a new life in Christ. Your best days. Not in your past. Every day, this verse reads the same. Every day, God is calling us to live a new life. A new adventure in Him. And once again, even if you had like a banner year in 2017... The most successful year that you've ever had. Awesome. Thank God for it. But you know that God has something new and exciting for you in 2018? And if you had a terrible 2017, you're not stuck in that past. You're not stuck in that rut. God has a new life for you to live in 2018. So what are we doing? We're, we're going forward. We're going forward. We're not going back. We're not wishing and wanting. It's not coming back. God is calling us forward into a new life. The old life is not available anymore. It's not available. God only has a new one for you. Luke chapter 9. Verse 62 says, Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not sure if there's any farmers in the room. Most likely not true. But if you're a farmer, bless you. Thank you for the food. Um, 
But the illustration here is for farmers, someone who's a farmer, someone who's doing the work that God has called them to do, and they're going and holding the plow, tilling the ground. They don't hold the plow and till the ground and, and, and look backwards, wanting and wishing for something else. Now, God is calling us forward. God is moving us forward, not moving us backward. Your best days aren't behind you. Your best days are in front of you. It's calling us to seek after his kingdom. Be courageous. Be strong. Put our trust in him. Follow after his ways. Isaiah 43 verse 18 says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Man, if your 2017 felt like uh, the wilderness and it felt like the wasteland, what is God doing in 2018? Streams, provision. As we seek after him, not the stuff, we seek after him. He provides what we need. Why? Because he's doing a new thing. Don't waste time dwelling on the past because God is doing new stuff. He's doing new stuff in you and through you and for you. Past is not coming back. God is doing a new thing. Verse 25, even I, I, even I am he who blots out your transgression for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. For whose sake is God blotting out your past and your transgressions? For his own sake. God has purposes for you in his kingdom in 2018. He washes away your past. He washes away our past. Why? Because he's got stuff for us to do. He's got people for us to love. He's got things for us to accomplish. He's got grace to give us in our lives. But what should we be remembering? Man, he's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. Everybody say it with me. He's doing a new thing. One more time. He's doing a new thing. Everybody say, in me. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. Let's receive communion together. The elements are there in the seat in front of you. If you are visiting... Thanks for listening. If you need prayer or would like to share how this message has impacted you, please email info at thecitychurch.ca.